Welcome to the second edition of Farm to Table News. I am your host, as always, Lincoln Brown, reporting from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in. If you are a returning listener, I'd like to say good for you for making it through that train wreck of audio that I released, and I apologize, but at the same time, I'm going to leave it up in hopes that I'll look back one day at the progress I've made and be able to laugh at that and maybe even inspire someone else to begin the journey of anything which starts somewhere. As I sit today and record this podcast, I am within eyesight of Harvard campus and I often ponder the studies and research of Stanley Milgram. The Milgram experiment is a commonly researched and or a commonly referenced source of an acknowledged piece of academia of importance, but the actual Durton gram of it isn't acknowledged and dissected as much as it deserves to be. Let's get into that with the variables that they put into this experiment that won 40 people ages 20 to 50 male mostly caucasian conducted unsuspecting a series of shocks no this happened over three years this continuous they tested things like let's have the guy show up early and if he sees the person in front of him do it will he do it too or what if he sees the person in front of him say no will he say no Will that have an effect on it? And you can bet your bottom dollar that it did. He also put out a series of books, one of which I want to talk about today, Television and Antisocial Behavior. Okay, Television, Antisocial Behavior. Hmm. Introduction. This is a report of research designed to test whether the content of television programs has a measurable effect on behavior. It aims, more specifically at discovering the extent to which an antisocial act depicted on television stimulates imitation among its viewers. So the copycat effect, in in essence, that new term that we all just coined, that was just learned about with school shooters and lone gunmen, that's... When was this published? This must be a new article. Hmm. 1973, this research was being done. What is the contents of this book? Because it's uh, not accessible to everyone. Just kidding. It is. Haha. <laughs> well, let's go to the conclusions. It is possible that the television depiction of a different antisocial action would have engendered imitation. Perhaps an antisocial act that contains the germ of a new criminal technique is more likely to be imitated. Note the series of parachute hijacks that appear to have been, in part, due to the dissemination of this technique by the mass media. Perhaps it is not so much the depiction of one antisocial act as the cumulative impact of numerous violent acts shown on television from childhood onward, that predisposes a person to commit antisocial behavior. Conceivably, our subjects have been so sated with the 
depiction of crime on television that they are already maximally stimulated and our program can add no further to it. Or a more direct mechanism may be at work, namely that the norms and attitudes of society are changed by the frequent depiction of violence so that even a person who has not viewed television will be influenced by it through his absorption of general societal attitudes. You know what's bumming me out? I realize what bums me out. I watch too much news, man. It's depressing. You ever watch CNN for longer than, say, 20 hours in one day? I gotta cut that out. Watch CNN. It's the most depressing thing you'll ever see, man. War, famine, death, AIDS, homeless, recession, depression, war, famine, death, AIDS. Nobody puts it quite like the great late Bill Hicks, uh, but I'll leave it up for my viewers to decide if there is perhaps something more sinister at play here than simply David Icke or Alex Jones connecting The Simpsons or The Dark Knight or discrediting the tragedies of Sandy Hook. Uh, despite all of those subversions, could there be a connection? And with that, I will conclude this edition of Farm to Table News, signing off.